Hey everyone, and welcome to Seven Mile Chats. This is a special Lenten episode, and it's also about that time where I take another break. I know it seems like we just started season four, and we kind of just did. I am currently looking for guests and more people to record with, so if you are interested or know somebody who would like to be a guest, I can't have more episodes if I don't have anybody to chat with. So um, I'm definitely looking for that during this time, and I'll be taking a little break. But before we go on a break, I want to take some time as we are in this season of Lent and offer you some verses that you can go back and episodes you can go back and listen to, verses you can look at this Lent. And one of my guests, uh, Diana, about two weeks ago, talked about her life verse. And you can go back and listen to that episode. Her life verse was Revelation 3, 15 and 16, and we had a great chat about it. Um, but it made me thinking about my life verses that I have had throughout my life. And I wanted to share about one of them with you. One of them we've already talked about. It's John eleven thirty five. 35. It's the shortest verse in the whole Bible. And Jesus wept. And my friend Kat and I talk about it on season one. So that's definitely an episode you can go back and listen to. Um, it's from the story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. And it's a great verse to look at and reflect at during um, Lent. So I definitely recommend I share my my reasons why that verse is with me um, and one of my life verses in that episode. So you can go back and listen to my chat with Kat um, on John eleven thirty five 35 in season one. But another life verse for me is Hebrews 12, one through three. And so I'm going to read that for you. And then I'm going to chat a little bit just with you about it. Um, you and I are chatting today as I don't have a guest with me. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and share that verse with you. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us rid ourselves of every burden and sin that clings to us and persevere in running the race that lies before us while keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the leader and perfecter of faith. For the sake of joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising its shame and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider how he endured such opposition for sinners in order that you may not grow weary and lose heart. Um, and so a little bit of context, as we always do with this verse, this is from the letter to the Hebrews. The author of this letter is kind of disputed, but a lot of scholars think that it has characteristics of Paul's letters. And I can definitely see that in here. Paul often uses the phrase running the race um, in some of his other letters like Galatians. So I feel like that's a clue here that this could be written by Paul, even though it's not directly attributed to him. And this letter is written, as you may guess, to Jewish Christians, since it is addressed to the Hebrews. And Paul himself was once Jewish before he had his encounter with Christ. So that's a little background of this letter. Um, oh, and a little bit more about this letter, as Paul's letters are always about either encouraging a new Christian community or instructing them. This letter is definitely encouraging the Jewish Christians to persevere in their pursuit of Christianity and living the Christian life. We know that the early Christian life was definitely not easy. Uh, it often led to martyrdom. And so this letter and this passage specifically are addressing um, these issues with having, you know, with people not wanting to live the Christian life because it's too hard. So I kind of connect with that. I feel like there have been times in my life that being a Christian is hard. And I think we're kind of living in these current times, maybe for different reasons than when I was in like a teenager or in my twenties, you know, living the Christian life was hard then because everybody else in my life 
was partying and, and doing the things that teenagers and people in their 20s do. And I was very disciplined. So I connected with this verse because of that. But nowadays, I, I struggle in the Christian life, I think, because the examples and what we hear in the media of Christianity today, it's just very different than the Christianity that I connect with when I read the scriptures. Um, for me, Christianity is following Christ who loved the poor and helped people and kind of bucked the system and, and to, threw society on its head. And I feel like the Christianity that we see in, in many different facets um, is using Christianity to hurt people and not help people and to keep people oppressed and not free oppressors and free people from oppressors. And so um, I struggle <laughs> with with that today. So very different than when I was in my teens and my 20s, which was kind of a more straightforward um, interpretation. But so, yeah, so this verse came to me probably uh, during my volunteer year at the end of college. I was like 22. And that was a really hard year for me, that volunteer year that I did with NET. I, I read this verse. We were actually, we had um, a verse for that year that was kind of like from, for the whole, for all of the teams that were volunteering that year, uh, the verse Hebrews 4, 14 through 16 was chosen for us, which is also a really beautiful verse and talks about uh, that we have this high priest that, you know, knows what it's like to be human. Um, and so we have this God that has suffered as well. And so he understands that and we can connect with him on that. And that's very Pauline too. So that's earlier in Hebrews, Hebrews 4, 14 through 16 and uh, very Pauline. So, um, but this, this chapter 12 verses one through three carries those sentiments that we have this God who has run the race before us and that we need to keep our eyes fixed on him. And so in these moments and times where I'm just like, you know, floundering or I, I, I don't, trust myself or trust others. I can look at Christ and that's what I need to, that's kind of what my whole life has been. My life first is just like keeping my eyes focused on him and not getting distracted by other things. Although it's very difficult and, you know, it's hard. It's different than a lot of the way people live their lives. And um, then a couple years later, when I entered religious life, which I've shared about on the podcast, this verse was uh, very important to me as well. That Pauline, again, theme of like running a race, I felt very, like it wasn't my vocation. So I felt like I was kind of having to persevere through this and, and being disciplined with suffering during this time. And so it kind of was very literal for me then. Um, but now, like I said, I go back to it and remind myself that I need this, this discipline. Um, but discipline kind of looks different. I think now in my, my forties, I wanted so badly to be this, like this perfect, you know, Christian in my teens and twenties. And now I'm like, you know, it is what it is. Like we've, we've suffered a lot these past couple of years of pandemic. We've been disciplined kind of in different ways. And I still think suffering and, and discipline are very important. You know, I'm a teacher, so obviously, but I think um, like a lot of parents have learned, you know, discipline can look different than when we were younger. And so I struggle with that as we get into Lent, which is Lent is a very much a time that we're supposed to be reflecting on suffering and discipline. And that's something I love about this verse too, is that it reminds me that I'm not alone, that I'm not alone in the way that I feel and the work that I do. The verse literally starts by saying that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And the church has interpreted that to be the saints that are in heaven, that they are our cloud of witnesses who have gone before us in this race. And I also believe that my loved ones, um, particularly I think about my friend Dan, who suffered through cancer and died in our early 30s, 
um, that he is part of that cloud of witnesses that has suffered and run the race and is cheering for me um, in heaven. And then ultimately, this verse points us towards Christ, who, as I mentioned already, has run the race and suffered and knows what it is to suffer, even though he is God. So um, I do take great courage and inspiration that I, in this reminder that I'm not alone in the way that I feel, uh, particularly during Lent right now. I, I don't love Lent. I think I've shared that before. I don't understand people who who love Lent. It's not, you know, to enter into a time of suffering and discipline is not fun for me. And, and uh, I think because so much of my life has been so disciplined, um, I don't, I don't look forward to that additional uh, discipline. So I had to kind of give myself a different perspective. Also being in ministry, this last week was really hard. Um, I help out with RCA at my church. And so we know that ministry really gets amped up as we get closer to Easter with people becoming Catholic in the RCA program. So there's a lot going on there. I had to lead a retreat and do some talks um, last week. I also am in charge of faculty faith formation at my school. So I was leading a retreat for faculty and students I had to prep for Lent. And so it just seems like I'm doing, you know, I, I do a lot of work <laughs> during this time. It's supposed to be a time of entering into the desert with Christ, but I am like all over the place. Um, being a music minister too, I've played for Ash Wednesday Mass and had to do extra music. And it's all, you know, part of being in ministry, but it doesn't really feel like, you know, desert time <laughs> for me. So um, I'm using this resource um, and I've used her resources in the past from uh, Brick House in the City, which is an independent Catholic publisher. And um, I used her book, No Unlikely Saints, a couple years ago for Lent. So I decided I want to use one of her books um, to guide me through Lent in my prayer this year. And as I'm like already dreading Lent last week, <laughs> uh, you know, I try to get, get myself motivated and think about what I'm going to do. Um, I read the introduction to her book, Draw Near, which is um, the book I'm using this Lent. And I just want to read you a little bit of uh, that introduction that kind of changed perspective for me. The three pillars of our Lenten practice are prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And they are all of great value as we seek to join Jesus in his journey to the cross. These practices are designed to draw us closer to the heart of God, but they can also, unfortunately, pull us into scrupulosity or shame if we do not feel that we are living up to our own expectations. Shame does not come from God and is never productive in shaping our hearts and our lives. If you find yourself slipping into those feelings during Lent, remember that what God desires is not our deeds, but our very hearts. Anytime you feel burdened by the weight of shame or the sense of not measuring up, repeat to yourself God's beautiful words to us from Ash Wednesday. Return to me with all of your heart. And then she goes on to say that um, rather than asking, what are you doing for Lent? Maybe asking, how are you drawing near to God this Lent? And I really needed to hear that because I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing for Lent? I'm so caught up in all this ministry that I have to do, which is something that I'm doing for Lent. Um, I needed to think about how am I going to draw near to God? How is all this going to lead me closer to him and lead me closer to his cross? So I think revisiting these scripture verses, this life verse has been very good for me to reflect on. And so I hope it provides helpful to you to reflect on these verses. Um, some other episodes you might want to go back and re-listen to that have really good Lenten messages are that episode I mentioned with my friend Kat from season one. Um, Psalm 22, which is the psalm that Jesus recites on the cross. I did an episode with Lauren Medina in season three. Um, the Samaritan woman is a good Lenten 
uh, passage that we hear during Lent. And uh, I did an episode on that with Jen Schuerman in season two, John four, verses four through 14. Um, the prodigal son is always a really good one to come back to during Lent. And so I did an episode season one, Luke 15 verses 11, 32 with uh, sister Kathleen Pearson, which is a good one to go back to. And then as always my favorite episode, when people ask me like, what's my favorite episode, it means even more now it was already my favorite, but, um, the episode with my friend Deacon Charles Williams, who passed away last year, Isaiah 50 verse four is just a great episode, I think. So you can go back for Lent and, and listen to some episodes that maybe help you reflect. Um, I'm going to be using this prayer book, Draw Near from Brick House in the City, with some weekly scripture reflections and daily scripture reflections um, to hopefully draw nearer. But it's so hard for me because I do just go through the motions. I've just done ministry for so long and teach scripture that it's really easy for me to go through the motions when I'm doing prayer and fasting and almsgiving. So I'm going to just try to be intentional with um, everything that I do. I'm going to try to spend a little bit less frivolously um, and be more intentional with how I spend my money during Lent. I'm going to um, just try to, you know, not use my time so frivolously. I spend a lot of time watching Netflix and on my phone scrolling. And so I'm going to try to use my time more intentionally and then just being more present with people and trying to be more intentional with my words, not complaining so much, not you know, just filling the space with words. I'm going to try to be more intentional and present in my time and in my words and with my money. So I feel like that's a good way to draw, hopefully nearer to Christ. Um, but again, it's not about what we do. It's just about how are we going to draw closer to Christ? So I leave all that with you again. I will come back when I have more episodes recorded with guests and I need guests. So please spread the word. And I hope that you all have a, a beautiful, fruitful Lent.